0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you are listening, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. Welcome to the SB Nation NFL Show. Welcome specifically to Monday Football Monday. Before we get going here on Super Bowl Monday, a reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As mentioned, this is Monday Football Monday. This is the SB Nation NFL show. In case you are new around here, our job is to discuss what has happened in the NFL on the Sunday Prior Now, granted, there was not really a game the Sunday prior to this Monday, Football Monday, because the Pro Bowl does not count, especially when you play it the way that these players did this particular week. But nevertheless, we are here to talk about the state of the Football League of National. I say we because I am Joe Cho from SB Nation's blog and the boys joined as always by Pete Sweeney from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride. Pete, welcome once again to Monday, Football Monday. Anybody watching, they can always check us out on the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, Twitter page, YouTube channel channel of course listen wherever they get their podcast please do subscribe people apple podcast spotify leave a rating write a review because if you don't pete's going to be sad and nobody wants to see this beautiful face uh with a frown turned upside down actually we do want the frown turned upside down we don't want the
1: frown
2: right right the opposite of frown is is ideal i'm excited a uh, countdown is on seven days until the chiefs cowboys and ravens are eligible <laughs> to become super bowl champions at some point again right we got to uh, get this got to get this one family. over with
0: Our fantastic producer, Rachel, is a Baltimore Ravens fan. Um, I also, unlike you, Pete, respect the Baltimore Ravens. So Kyle Barber, yeah. if you're listening, just know that I, um, I slid that in there for you, Pete, uh, before we get into everything, and, and this is an interesting part of our Super Bowl coverage at SB Nation, uh, specifically the SB Nation NFL cohort, because it's Monday, you know, the, the week's kind of just, we're just getting out, you know, Pete, we, right. we haven't even reached 10,000 feet. You still can't unbuckle your, your seatbelt and, and get your laptop from up above. Uh, so we got to kind of tidy things up and, and set everything, you know, where it yeah. is, there's some coaching things we have to adjust but before we do uh right before we started streaming you mentioned that you were in the mood for something for lunch um i have a question for you uh as it relates to food but it's more of a breakfast question we are streaming yeah, go at ahead at sure. 10 a.m central do you like omelets
2: oh my god big omelet guy
0: Big omelet guy. I'm
2: Big like, omelet guy. You gotta soften that spinach, get I don't the cheese like, going.
0: I don't love egg in general. Like I like it to be a side component to yeah. an ideal breakfast. But like I actually had this conversation with Rachel once. Like, egg is fine. I think some people yeah. get a little bit too into the eggs,
2: on, I egg I mean, goes, on this show you have egg on your face quite a bit. So that's
0: true. That's true. Uh anyway, uh in Peter King's football morning in America, uh today on Monday, he talked about a visit that he had with Jimmy Burrow, Joe Burrow's father. Uh, mm. They went to a restaurant near Athens, Ohio, that has an omelet named after Joe Burrow, who is playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. So I I'm already this to I, there,
2: there's some burrow fatigue. I think that's already okay. starting to set all in right, for me. Right. I don't know about here this is, Joe Burrow.
0: Here is the burrow, the omelet. I want to know if you would eat this thing. It is formerly known as the Western, by the way. So renamed the burrow. Uh, it is stuffed <sighs> with ham, cheddar jack cheese, onions, and green pepper served with a side of salsa would you or would you not eat the burro uh omelet pete Tweeney.
2: yeah I, I mean i would eat it i don't know if i would call it that i might call it the western i'm not a big burro guy um <laughs> i'm i'm I, you know I, I think i just i think i do think there's some burro fatigue i mean the cigars the you know pete i'll be honest with fashion you know, the shut the, the sunglasses man
0: Last Monday, and I was so pissed because you were so objective and calm and rational in your discussion of how Joe Burrow, mighty Joe Young, and his Mm -hmm. mighty Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs, nay, embarrassed the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game um and so
2: fluky games happen right i mean you know it is what it is it's one and done in the nfl that's that's the hard reality so Mm, you know look you got to stick with the afc though Uh, i i guess we'll root for cincinnati and and then uh we'll see what happens next year. conference
0: pride conference pride all right Mm -hmm. um we will have Tons of coverage as it relates to the Super Bowl. Tons of guests stopping by here on the SB Nation NFL show. Roundtables all throughout the week, so make sure you are checking us out all week long. We are going to um, – we're going to be around your ears. We're going to be in your ears, around them, all over the place. Uh, <laughs> a hello to – I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Akil, Akil, on the Book of Faces. Thank you for checking out the SB Nation NFL Hello. show. Shout out to me for landing that pronunciation, uh, Pete. Let's go How ahead you, and get into you it. You don't
2: even know if you did. There's no confirmation no, there. Believe me. Okay. Man. All right.
0: Uh, let's um. Let's get into the latest coaching news in the NFL because. Some things have changed since uh, the SB Nation mm-hmm. NFL show last launched an episode. And, in fact, we'll start with what is happening right now. Uh, this report really kind of launched late Sunday evening. Uh, it was reported that the Houston Texans were not going to hire Josh McCown, who was just in the NFL like five minutes ago. Uh, and, and it was down to Josh McCown and Brian Flores, seemingly were the, the final two uh, contenders for right. the Houston Texans job. Obviously, Brian Flores filed his lawsuit against the NFL involving the Miami well, not involved with the Dolphins, but you know, subsequently involved with the Dolphins, but involved with the New York Giants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There are people wondering whether or not Brian Flores will ever coach again. The Texans, if they were not going to hire Josh McCown, were seemingly going to hire Brian Flores, but that does not appear to be the case. Late Sunday evening, again, Pete, as mentioned, uh, Lovey Smith emerged as the top candidate to become the Houston Texans head coach. Obviously, affiliate of the team, defensive coordinator, former head coach in the NFL for a very long time with the Chicago Bears, had his own cup of coffee with the Buccaneers. It was reported just when we started streaming that the Texans are, in fact, moving towards naming Lovey Smith their head coach. The verbiage in NFL Network's Ian Rappaport's tweet is for 2022 uh he knows a no deal is done but it's headed that way i do find that curious that ian's tweet would specifically say for 2022
2: this is a mess I, I there's no other way to to say it they the texans clearly wanted josh mccown to be their head coach i think they were trying to pull this nba thing we're you know Jason Kidd or Steve Nash comes off the the floor as a player, then automatically is is right, no a head coach. wow, but it 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 just it it's tough to
0: sit in one sentence. Not that you can, but that our current moment um, is why Josh McCown is not going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans.
2: One hundred percent. I mean, this screams trial balloon that it, there would have just been so much outrage that they had to go in a different direction and. It you know, this is just a team that pretty clearly hired David Cully to be a one and done guy that they wanted to replace with Josh McCown. And I I have fears that this it's the same thing that's happening here, where maybe they want to wait a year, see if everything kind of calms down, especially with the Flores class action lawsuit, and then go with a white head coach with no experience. I mean, that's that's kind of clearly to me. What had happened? What what's happening here? And you know, I I do I do fear for for Levy Smith because it's not a great situation. Nobody knows still what's going on with um, the Deshaun Watson thing. You're not set up for success uh, to if it's a if it's a prove it year as a head coach because we we do sometimes see guys get opportunities and and you have to prove it in order to stay there. He's not set up for success. So are we just going to be here one year from today? And you know that situation for one reason or another has calmed down, and they do just hire him account it just is a very uh, messy situation it comes off to me uh, going on in houston
0: it's difficult to compartmentalize the types of messes in the nfl right you the texans are their own mess the dolphins who will get to they have a, a new head coach to be they're their own mess the giants are now by affiliation a mess the commanders which still feels ridiculous to say out loud are a mess you you have varying degrees of messiness but nothing like this i think I, i agree with you pete i think and and none of this can be proven obviously this is this is just pete and i connecting dots and pete you tell me if i'm not you know properly speaking for you but it seems like what happened is after the Texans fired Bill O'Brien midway through last season um that at the end of it all they said you know what we really want to hire Josh McCown that was met with some criticism they decided to bring in David Culley they said you know what we'll one and done this thing then we'll bring in Josh McCown you know the criticism will fade obviously they were planning on going that direction this particular offseason I think they would have I agree with you if not for the Brian Flores lawsuit and and I think that I think they would have hired Brian Flores if not for the lawsuit. I think that that, that obviously what we're starting to see NFL teams don't want to touch him, um, you know, which was forecasted by many people, including Flores himself, which he obviously um, discussed in, in the statement that he released after the lawsuit first became public. And so I think that the Texans had every intention of following through that plan. And they're setting it up again one more time. As you mentioned, they're going to go with Lovey Smith. And again, I, I, I don't want to like play semantics and, and be literal here, but reading into Ian's tweet about for 2000 22. I mean, imagine and, and this is breaking as we're, we're streaming live. So people, if you're listening later, you, you'll know more than we do in this moment. But imagine if it's a one year deal or something like that. You know, that will even even more so scream, you know, what what is actually happening here?
2: Yeah, there's another tweet from Mike Arafolo of NFL Network. As for Josh McCown, who seemed to be the Texans' guy for much of their search, sources say there's a possibility he could join Lovey Smith's coaching staff. That's so, so, lame, dude. That's so those so talks lame have, to, dude, have yet to really happen. Um, Pep Hamilton is expected to stick as the offensive coordinator. So I think you're you're clearly seeing, and, and I think you make a good point when you say 2022. This is just a 365 day delay, and we're gonna come back here. And um, you know, if you had to put money on the line right now. As to whether Lovey Smith was the coach for, of the Houston Texans one way or another in 2023, I don't know about you, but I'm leaning the other way, and, and I think that's a huge problem. And we'll see what happens it's a with the league. And yeah. yeah,
0: like the the I mean the the racial level here is obviously the, you know the most flagrant thing. Uh, you know, not, not to put that aside, but the nepotism involved and, and people have talked about this forever, like family ties and just it's it's a, right. it's a who do you know business. It's a we just want Josh McCown to be the guy. So because of that, he's going to be the guy. We have no consideration for anybody else. I also think that this water I think they carrying, knew that
2: last year. I think well, they knew I, that I, last year when they hired I, David Culley.
0: I agree with you. And I think that this water carrying for McCown is getting a little out of hand. And, and there is – because right now the general perception of him is like, man, this dude has barely even coached at the high school level. Like, how is he qualified to go pl- – you know, coach – be the head coach of an NFL team, even if it's the Texans? And so I agree with you. I think that there's been some some kind of, you know, team – you know, management here saying, OK, Josh, you need to get some NFL experience like so so that we can hire you. And so that this this we don't have as much egg on our face as RJ does on Monday Football Monday. You got to have <laughs> some you got to have one bullet point on your resume that is, you know, involved with the NFL. And I, but again, you know, this tweet really bothered me late Sunday night in the like onslaught of Lovey Smith news. Adam Schefter tweeted out verbatim between Texans still believe Josh McCown will one day be a great H.C., but it just doesn't look like today. Why? Like, why are we doing this? What? Like, what? What is? Wh- why is Josh McCown getting all this love and adoration? He might very well one day be a great NFL head coach. But why is this happening? I don't understand why even Adam Schefter is putting that message out there on behalf of the Texans. That is really lame to me.
2: Well, to me, it's it's, and I'm, I keep saying similar things. But it's very clearly a situation where the Texans want McCown to be their head coach at some point. And I think because of circumstances and the way they went down, they, it just, it couldn't, they couldn't do it this year. The PR would just would have been too overwhelmingly bad. And I think when you float that out, you know, you always got to wonder, okay, where is the information coming from? Who does that help? That tweet by Schefter likely comes from the Houston Texans. Sure. Yeah. Like 99%. And they're still trying to push this narrative because I think in the one day in the future, they want McCown to be their head coach. I, I just think it's important, you know, one year from today, to remember how this kind of went down. I because the 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 news cycle it goes so fast, and and you know we talk about messes in the NFL. The Houston Texans are today's mess, and then by Friday, you know, we'll be talking about the Giants. You know, to some extent, or you know, Jerry Jones will say something, and you just kind of forget, and then that happens over and over and over again. But I I think it's going to be important a year from now. Like Lovey Smith should get minimum two years, maybe even three years um, in this. And I I just sense that this is this grand scheme to have McCown be maybe for 2023, especially if he gets on the staff and now has at least the one year of NFL experience as opposed to like the high school experience that he was going to enter the league uh, as a head coach for. So um yeah, I, I, you know, I, I kind of think the writing is so clearly on the wall of what this is.
0: Um, we have to move on, but obviously there will be more thoughts uh, on this throughout the rest of the week. Again, it's, it's a crazy week, as Pete mentioned here on the ESPN NFL show, so make sure you are, are staying tuned. So if we are to assume this domino fully falls, it's, it's about 45 degrees down right now, Pete Sweeney, that will leave one head coaching vacancy in the NFL. Uh, the Chicago Bears, just to catch everybody up, hired Matt Eberflus. Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. By the way, Nathaniel Hackett left the Green Bay Packers. News breaking now, Pete Sweeney, that Rich Bisaccia, the Las Vegas Raiders interim head coach coach uh, is set to become the Green Bay Packers special teams coordinator. He is. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience uh, from his time with the Dallas Cowboys, one of the best special teams coordinators in the NFL. He now obviously yep. takes over a unit that was drastic drastically of some help up there in Green Bay. Uh, so the New York Giants. Hired Brian this
2: weekend. It's the reason I'm not going to play this week.
0: That's true. Uh, the New York Giants hired Brian Dable. Uh, the aforementioned Raiders, Josh McDaniels, the Minnesota Vikings haven't officially uh, because the Super Bowl is happening on Sunday are set to hire Kevin O'Connell, not Jim Harbaugh. As As the weekend began, Pete, the Jacksonville Jaguars chose Doug Peterson. Uh, And on Sunday, just before Lovey Smith's name entered the news cycle, the Miami Dolphins made their choice, hiring Mike McDaniel, the San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator, 38 years old. uh, Very popular on Twitter uh, and among football Twitter. uh, But Mike McDaniel now inherits what Brian Flores leaves behind after the Dolphins fired him.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, we, we talk about floating different things out there immediately attached to this for the, for the league is the fact that he's, you he, know, he identifies himself as, as multiracial. And so, you know, now the league can kind of say, okay, we're, we're continuing to, to push this diversity. I think on the surface, it's, it's, it's funny because there are all these jokes about friends of McVeigh and, and that whole thing. And, and I think you, you see some of the success that the friends of McVeigh. Are kind of having, and you lean into Mike McDaniel, who who seems to be a a pretty pretty good offensive mind, and you know from that kind of Shanahan tree. And I I tend to like the hire. I've seen some press conferences that have been like floated out with this guy. He seems pretty personable. Now you're personable up until a point where you start losing in the NFL, then <laughs> the media gets on you quite a bit. And we'll see how how that could potentially change if if there he doesn't have success in in Miami. I like this hire though. I I I think that. It's interesting. Um, it, it adds a weird, interesting wrinkle with all the Flores stuff and then McDaniel coming in. Um, but I, I tend to think that this is one of those rising offensive minds in the NFL. And, and I'm always eager to see how these these type of coaches put their spin on what they've kind of uh, been doing before. And, you know, we saw uh, McDaniel, you know, play a role in, in making Debo Samuel seemingly one of the better you know players in the league and so now I'm eager to see what he does with this Dolphins roster and especially Tua
0: yeah the Dolphins chose McDaniel over Kellen Moore uh Cowboys offensive coordinator obviously who's the much Cowboys younger. get to keep
2: their coordinators now man
0: I am so bummed like you really screwed me Dolphins you know I just you know you don't deserve your old logo Miami <laughs> you, you, sh- you should have to stick it out with this new ugly one um but you know McDaniel obviously impressed a lot of people and there there have been a lot of people that have hyped him up um, over time I know Andrew Hawkins has has really sung his praises and rightly so I mean it's hard to to disagree it's it, you know if you are um you know we kind of look if,
2: like if, each other that's that's something that I kind of like as well you do kind
0: of look like him yeah I mean you got a little bit too much of a beard going like he's more he's more scruff you know like you're you're at a much more mature phase with
2: he's with got a little bit longer beard. hair than I do too but we I think with the glasses, we just have a similar look about us.
0: You know, if uh, if you guys, you know, we we went out to lunch or something like that and, you know, we went to get the borough and you said, hey, you know, this is my cousin, Mike, I believe you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I. Yeah,
2: I I pulled him up last night. I mean, I you know, you don't know exactly what every coordinator looks like. And I was like, my God, this guy is handsome. I mean, he's a a very handsome guy. And then then I realized, oh, man, he looks just like me. Um, so th- I guess, you know, that's just kind of the way it went for me.
0: Um, I'm so pumped if you, uh, if you are like Pete, uh, in a, in a personality sense, not a physical sense, like Mark right. McDaniel, um, right. then you are all about fantasy. You love this. You, you live for the grind and you're all about dynasty leagues over the off season. And if you can go get you some shares of Jalen Waddle right now, this, this is yeah. you know, Waddle, baby waddle, baby, waddle,
2: baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle. Right. Uh, that it is, right. I mean, it's breakout season SS S S uh, ZN, of course. And, uh, I'm, I mean, that's going to be the first thing I do after we, we get done with this podcast is go, uh, secure waddle and, and dynasty.
0: Good for you. Um, I do have Jamar Chase in Dynasty, so congratulations to me. Um, Chase
2: is—I mean, he's okay. I don't know. He's, you know, I'm, I everyone's so you know high on these Bengals. I'm a little more. Touchdown
0: the- against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game during a, an epic collapse by Kansas City and double mm. comeback by Cincinnati. Yeah, and that, and no, I supposedly a tough place to play. I know um, we did
2: say you know you got to root for the conference, but I, I mean I'm leaning. You know, you gotta love that Matt Stafford story. I mean, he has been after it. Happy thirty
0: um, fourth birthday to Matthew Stafford today, by the way. But you. you know, it's just
2: Bengals fever right now, and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of cool some on the Bengals. Say, you
0: know, some would say that that's justified, Pete. I mean, Rams
2: up. You know that that's what I'll, I'm going to go you with know that. Did the
0: that... Rams were the first team in the NFL to have a logo or, or like a, a like an emblem on their helmet? The Rams were the first ones. Yes. Everybody else just naked.
2: Yeah, yeah, the Rams were the first ones to have an emblem on their their helmet. So, you know
0: what year you know, i mean yeah. of
2: course what 1971
0: year? you're actually not far off it's 1961 shout out to fred Gurkey. he baked Just it um and then missed it uh, by sh- a decade he charged the, the team a dollar a helmet to do them all he baked them all in his oven in his home so um shout out to one America at the time a time
2: it's i mean these helmets are big i don't know if you've seen these helmets but anyway. there's no way that, that he was able to fit two uh, uh, at once unless uh, he had a industrial mentioned. oven
0: the lone team now, um, if, if we are to, to go ahead and slot Lovey Smith in with the Houston Texans, lone team without a head coach uh, is the New Orleans Saints, Pete Sweeney. Obviously, Sean Payton retired uh, using some air quotes. Have you seen home team yet on on the flicks? Have you seen it?
2: Um, not yet, I, but I want to say something about the New Orleans job. I mean, I, I think in Kansas City, especially, we're rooting hard for Eric Biennemi to get this opportunity. The rumors and the tweets that are out there is he had a long interview with them over the weekend and this is someone that you know getting to cover him here is overdue for it and I'm I'm hoping that that New Orleans ends up being the um, the the destination and if you know you'd start to play dominoes as you cover this team I I kind of think that Matt Nagy would be back to come you and,
0: called and that a long time ago be the coordinator you know, of the chiefs like, like week five whatever when we talked about the the bears yeah. imploding you did call that um which i actually funny.
2: do wonder if naggy will be back anyway like if the enemy doesn't get this this opportunity that and, like that also and you get an offensive just... advisor
0: that also speaks to the nepotism of, of of the NFL. Like, hey, you know, we know you, we like you, we're we're buds, like, we'll give you a salary. You know, like that's just lame. You know, so you know, whatever. Um, but okay. Uh speaking of the New Orleans Saints though, wh- whether it's Eric Biennamy, whoever it is, uh, they have a challenge on their hands already, Pete Sweeney. Sunday like a lot happened Sunday night. Um a, a lot. Sunday Conan evening, yeah. uh, notes on YouTube that it's gonna be Dennis Allen. We will see alan eric you know whoever it is um alan really calling his a shot his there name, but uh, they, they have seemed like challenge. there
2: was no doubt in 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 that that comment that we just got
0: running back alvin Kamara was arrested on battery charge in las vegas on sunday check this out pete 20 following the pro bowl uh the mighty all-star game uh annual one in the nfl which the afc heroically won against the did you NFL. watch
2: this thing yesterday
0: I had it on, you know, I got a lot going on, but you know, anyway, the AFC did win 41 to 35, five straight years. That Can AFC I say something about won. the pro
2: bowl? I, they got it. Sure. You have an stop. arrest
0: again, too, but go ahead and get your pro bowl. Take off. Let's go.
2: We'll talk about the arrest, but the, the NFL should be arrested for how, the way that this game, the, 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 league, the the league representative should be arrested for how this, this played out. Um, it used to be, it used to be, you know, tackle, Right? right and and like we'll granted it was on
0: your lawn, Pete. Tell him to get off. It on.
2: was it was softer tackling. Look, I don't I don't blame the players for now making it into this two hand touch thing. Um, but at, at the, it, it just it, it is so far from actual football that I just don't know who's who's football.
0: like. I Why they you, play. But like, I saw this take everywhere, and like, who is out there saying this is a good game? Like, who are, who are you debating? Like, you know what I mean? The NFL, I guess. No, but um, I
2: just think they need to get rid of it. I, I I mean that's the best way to 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 say it. I just have the All Pro teams, or or do the fan voting for the Pro Bowl, and you can kind of put that next to your your name. It is, it is such a a waste of everybody's time. Um, I did and enjoy.
0: I, like I always enjoy the skills challenges. Like, the skills I, is good. Well, so I actually. Um, I, my dad and I went to the NBA Saturday night um festivities in two thousand and six. Um and that was awesome. Like I much prefer even in the NBA that night to the all the NHL
2: does a good skills competition too. Right. right?
0: And so Football, like, you I, can
2: tell that they're growing it. Exactly. You know? I
0: loved that. Like I could live without the dodgeball, but I thought the the like best catch competition was cool. I loved yeah. the incorporation of props kind of a la the dunk contest. So Um, I think there's something to work with there, but you're right. Like, we don't need a game. You know, we we don't need 11 on 11, four quarters, timeouts. Dude, we do not need penalties. If you're calling penalties in the Pro Bowl, you really got to figure out, what you're doing in life you know what i'm saying like like just don't be that guy
2: well uh, it, the problem too is when it's you know when you it's now turned into two-hand touch without it even like being officially that like the all of a sudden the game of started course and it the, is, and, the and moment ra- somebody you know yeah.
0: is injured is, is when this But thing, then it's like
2: why are they even running the ball in, in this game? It, it, then it needs well, to be all pass. All you know? I know,
0: Pete, is that Justin Herbert was named offensive MVP and Max Crosby was named defensive MVP. So the Chargers and Raiders got some shine, but the Chiefs didn't. So you wonder why you're a little bit bitter.
2: Well, I, if anyone should be upset, it's Ray Mark Andrews, five catches, 82 yards, and two touchdowns. The only player in the game with two receiving or rushing touchdowns. Yet it goes to Herbert, who threw a pick in this game. How do you even throw an interception? in 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 this type of game i i don't know how herbert you know who, ended up uh, who getting a the pick six
0: by the way is uh, arizona cardinals quarterback kyler murray this isn't on our rundown but just as a side note because you know we cover everything i don't know if you know this pete or rachel but kyler has unfollowed and removed all relations to the cardinals from his social media no connection to the arizona cardinals on kyler murray's social media that's odd room. to me yeah we'll see uh by the way it was a year ago that kyler murray joined the espionation nfl show i got to talk to him asked him about his favorite jerseys that he owns ronaldo was up there uh Mm. so we'll see what fantastic guests stop by this week you and kyler notoriously big
2: soccer guys yeah
0: before you filibustered uh we were going to talk about alvin Kamara, who was arrested after the pro bowl after this stupid game alvin Kamara arrested on battery charge um Obviously, not a ton is known right now, other than that this is not ideal for the Saints.
2: No, it seems like one of the stories that that's going to be kind of you just follow and and see what happens here. It doesn't seem good, but we, we don't even know anything right now. Um, this is a little bit of the problem with having the NFL even having a team in vegas and then even the showcase game in in las vegas um i'm gonna sound really old here but they don't call it sin city for nothing i mean it is a place where you just don't want i i like if you're a head coach in the nfl you'd rather your team maybe not spend any time in las vegas during the offseason and i you know we've seen a couple stories this year uh where it hasn't really mixed all that well and i i just feel like that's something to to monitor as well it's it's a little bit of a risk when you move your franchise there um
0: i i don't think that this being in vegas I mean, maybe slightly contributed, but I think I think people, you know, like ar- arrests happen in other cities. You know what I'm saying? No,
2: I, I completely, I mean, completely, completely. I'm, but I just, I don't know. If I owned an NFL franchise, I wouldn't want it to be in, in Las Vegas, just because it's it's an it's an it, it's an added stress. I think on on trying to make sure that your players stay out of trouble.
0: Uh if you owned an NFL team, would you be insistent on Josh McCown being your head coach?
2: I would not. I would not. I would he would actually be like one of the last people that I would want to be my head coach because you know what? Um one year of experience would be important to me and he doesn't have that. So, um you know, that's kind of where I would land on it.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
0: um this is the part of the show that pete has been looking most forward to now that we've tied a bow on all of the news um and, and things will emerge obviously as the week unfolds but biggest storylines entering the super bowl i submitted a few to you pete in the uh, pre-show meeting you submitted none uh <laughs> so <laughs> well you know uh, i i have to be honest it's all i'm saying my back hurts right now
2: i okay. have to be honest here I, I you know but I'm and gonna I be hate honest
0: to repeat Pete is really upset that the Chiefs are not in the Super Bowl. Pete really I wanted to was, go to LA. I thought Pete, I was I thought it was going Pete, to LA. Pete, Pete I'm was not super pumped.
2: I I typically don't get like this and I'm really able to separate myself from the game, but this was just this is I don't know this is this has hit me a little bit different. I I am I haven't been like this little like interested in leaning into the Super Bowl in like a long long time i and i
0: everybody knows pete uh pete had some some trauma having to work and cover the pro bowl like he's he was so not used to that sensation
2: no i and compared to the super bowl it just was so bad and now i now we're you know you turn on the television and every nfl network and it's and it's burrow mania everyone you know poor pat you're right
0: you're right patrick mahomes hasn't ever been the subject or center of any kind of attention you know it's
2: And I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's just been tough to, to kind of follow and go through. But I'm going to lean in. You know in. What, Pete, I, You, you let me know if
0: Patrick Mahomes has an omelet. All right, that's there, what I There's want to
2: know. there's a, there's a All sandwich right, anyway, shop en- in Kansas en- City of, that has of the this party here. Holmes. Let's talk
0: about, let's talk about a good AFC team. Let's talk about one that actually, okay. you know, did something substantial this season. Let's All talk right. about the Bengals. Um, okay. Because I think the Bengals are in an interesting spot. You know, there's this like dichotomy of like everyone wants to be like they're the Cinderella team, like the Bengals. Oh my gosh, nobody believed in them. They're here for the first time, blah, blah, blah. And then Joe Burrow is like, nobody say that. I don't like that, which is really awkward. Like, I understand where you're coming from, Joe, but that's kind of the story. Like, respect on the mentality and whatnot, but it puts. It puts people in this awkward position like how do you describe the Bengals? like they are a heavyweight because they took out you know the big bad chiefs the the super big bad yeah. titans um you know whatnot but like are they a cinderella team or like or like like Man, is that I, the proper characterization at this point have they evolved
2: i think when when and this the problem is is joe burrow is the leader of that team in that building so When you're a quarterback and you have such high standards like he does, he reasonably expects, okay, we have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Outside looking in, this season for the Bengals would have been a grand success if they simply made the playoffs. And and you Okay, so you want to put the division there. So they won the division. My God, no one expected that, and it seemed like they were at least a year or two years early. And so now they're continuing on this run and I think Burrow wants his team and rightfully so to have this mentality of why not us forget the Cinderella thing where we deserve to be I, here. I
0: think why not us is kind of a Cinderella quote. Like that's kind I of t- an underdog mentality. And
2: I tend to think look they should try to get it done this year. Uh, the Chiefs will be eligible again soon. I mean you got to have to be Mahomes. I don't know if it's going to happen necessarily again. So you know good luck. It's 2 and 0
0: against Mahomes good, baby. I mean luck.
2: you I, I, you know, I hope it happens for them. Maybe, and uh, we'll see. But no, I look, I, I get that mentality. Um, and it's, I think it's just an internal versus external thing. You have to feel that way if you're internally in that building, you know.
0: Interesting. Um, I, I mean that that's going to be their their narrative all week. Is you know, did did you you know what if like the, the, this question will be asked in different variations. At media night you know whether it's zoom or in person and whatnot and every single right. you know follow-up interview is, you know what if i had told you back in mm-hmm. august that you were going to be in the super bowl what would you have said and it's man i would have said that's crazy you know like it's just like it's going to be that same thing over <laughs> and over and over again we get it yeah it was, it was it, unforeseen nobody picked the Bengals. a lot of people picked the rams i do and i I've have purposefully bagged on the Chiefs to this point because you've right. been a little bit ridiculous. This is some incidental bagging. I do think it would be really cool to go into SoFi Stadium where the Rams is like we hosted the NFC Championship game, we're hosting the Super Bowl, we're gonna have this like fairy tale walk off, and to just ruin that, like that would be super awesome. Like Joe Burrow is that guy, to... and it would be awesome given that he's he's had the quotes about SEC stadiums and whatnot. Like that would be super <laughs> I, sick to me. I,
2: I he doesn't want to look at it this way. And and this is why the Bengals are, are dangerous. I mean, once you're in the Super Bowl, anything could happen, but I just think they're just playing with so much house money right now. I, they just were, I mean, I, I know he doesn't want to say this, but they just weren't supposed to be there. They weren't supposed to be there this, this soon. You know, this was supposed to be maybe a 23 thing, maybe a, a 24 thing that, that, you know, they were trending in the right direction. We weren't sure about their offensive line. They've managed that despite it being one of the weaker units in the league. And I, you know, now that they're in the big the, the, the big dance here and, and you're playing a Rams team, I, I'm they could do it, which is it's just it's hard for me to still wrap my hand around the idea that they could realistically pull this off.
0: Let's flip the script to the other side, the Rams, because they are the favorites. And the first Super Bowl they were in Uh, Super Bowl 53 against the Patriots, there was this kind of like, ooh, the up-and-comer genius versus the all-time genius. Sean McVay versus Bill Belichick and super deflating, no pun intended, performance from the Rams, right? Like Mm -hmm. uninspiring offensive performance, didn't even score a touchdown. Imagine – I mean, seriously, imagine getting to the Super Bowl and not even scoring a touchdown in it. That would be super, truly, utterly pathetic from a team, let alone what was supposed to be one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, But so so the the Rams uh, (laughs) – I'm sorry, that what? one wasn't. You- that one was purposeful, but it was unplanned. I just sort of developed it as I was speaking. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. if Sean McVay loses two Super Bowls and one of them specifically, like, because everyone's willing to give him a pass, right? Like, you you lost to the Patriots, you lost to Belichick. Like that happens to everybody in the world. But if he loses this one to the like, you know, plucky Bengals and his protege, a branch of his own tree, and Zach Taylor, I mean, I. I'm not saying, like, that means Sean McVay is a terrible NFL coach, but that does really, really, really hinder the shine, I think. And imagine, you know, imagine, like... It, it's super cool for the bucks obviously to play any game in their building right because they can always think like we want a super bowl here like any fan that walks in that building knows that imagine having to return to the scene of the crime every other week the building that you lost the super bowl in you know like that that like right. any time that when the chiefs visit raymond james stadium again like you will think about that You're like, man they lost a the super bowl here or whatever but that happens once every eight years or whatever this yeah. would be <coughs> every other week
2: I think what's interesting there is there is a connection that fan bases have the other way as well. Like I I really think that that Miami holds a special place in a lot of Chiefs fans' hearts, especially because when you win a championship yeah, exactly. there, the, the seats at, you know that teal kind of reminds you of when what was the best your best day as an NFL fan ever. And I, yeah, I, I definitely think that also it, it goes the, the other Miami, way as well.
0: Uh, Miami winning their Week 17 game that year allowed for the Chiefs to be the one seed.
2: Yeah, I mean, the case to be made that, uh, you know, the top two seeds should still get buys, but uh, the (laughs) NFL messed that up. So uh, anyway, um, now teams have to play. If Sean McVay
0: loses, what's what's the categorization of him? Is he like a front runner? Is he is he you know, moments? Some of that depends on how they would lose, you know,
2: but in 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 in. In covering Andy Reid, it's a it's a real thing. It, I mean, it sticks with you it, it, uh, until you win one. You know, you, you'll you'll start to become that guy who is like, oh, you know, he's respected as a head coach. We are a better team having him here. He's he's innovative. He runs one of the better offenses in the NFL. He has had these guys come off and and go to other teams and and do you know have some success. But there's always the thing of well, he has won a championship i mean that mm. think about how successful you know this is from my own experience think about how successful andy reed was before he won the super bowl two years ago people were still questioning he's fifth oh, all-time yeah. and wins if think, he was going to make the hall like, of fame
0: people were it's, still bringing up the occasional like clock you know goof or gaffe and like now right like, you win a super bowl and like that goes away forever like you can still commit the same crimes so to speak but right. there's there's no double jeopardy
2: but but again, now, so say McVeigh, you know, gets here again and the Bengals went, now he's suddenly that guy. I mean, we haven't had someone like that in a, in a, in a while with the NFL with redoing it where I, I think this will be something that sticks with them until you get it done. And then, you know, you're no, you you kind of shed that, but that'll be um, the prevail, prevailing storyline that follows McVeigh if the Bengals do this.
0: It's also insane, and some of this is just like how reactive we are as, I was going to say, as a society but really just as human beings mm-hmm. in that you're You talked about the Bengals playing with house money, and they are a different case, but when you have kind of said, like, we're all in, we're all in, we're all in the way the Rams have done, both through actions and through actual literal words, if you lose, it's amazing how your bank account can deplete instantly. You know what I mean? Like you go from like having, you know, ten million dollars in the bank, like to literally zero. And so all like all this week, all the the narrative and takes and conversation is the Rams went all in and they did it. They got here. They traded for Matthew Stafford. They traded for Von Miller. They signed Odell Beckham Jr. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They obviously drafted Aaron Donald. They have they have built and traded and whatever, and they don't care about first round picks and on and on and on. And look at them now. And then if they lose, it's man, they did all this and they got nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like it <laughs> it's completely a, flips. I,
2: I find it to be a very interesting Super Bowl in that sense um, because you have a homegrown team essentially with the Bengals who are, are sort of the new kids on the block. Whereas the Rams have this odd, like Yankees feel to them, you know, like back in the day, they have a, they
0: have a with, like a Dodgers, they have an LA feel. That's what they have. Yeah. yeah,
2: when they like, you you know, they're they're buying play. There's going to be a special contingent of fans, you know, of other NFL teams watching this. Like I know that there's a lot of Odell fans still in New York. I obviously the Denver Broncos fans are going to be, I think, rooting. I don't think for there are
0: any Odell fans in New York, by the way,
2: they're I mean. the Rams in Von Miller. I know that there's probably going to be a ton of lions fans rooting for, for the Rams in a That's sense, the interesting one, because, you know, th- this is a team that, that, Guys were kind of done with their runs in the, and and they meant a lot to to those franchises. Probably less Odell, you know, with New York, and I don't think there's going to be many Cleveland fans rooting for the Rams. But um, I just think that that's a very interesting wrinkle to the to the Super Bowl. In that one is essentially homegrown, and the other is we are in a sense buying this chance to to you know raise a, a Lombardi Trophy, and. and mm. San Antonio the, Spurs versus Miami Heat, built versus the, bought. The Los Angeles, um, the, the Los Angeles, you know, tie kind of fits with that a little bit. You know, like the the idea of Hollywood and and I don't know. It's it, an interesting storyline.
0: It would be really funny too, just if like if you're a fan of chaos, right? And like I'm a fan of chaos. at... You're not a fan of chaos because you're you're a fan of the same old thing. Same no, old I don't Chiefs know about win, that. Nothing, blah, 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 whatever, you know, okay, I,
2: like I mean now you're putting words it, in my mouth.
0: It would be I should put the burrow in your mouth, the omelet. I mean oh, that's God. it sounds delicious, and I know you I'm know that. Of, you're I just, mean,
2: do you're we have upset. to talk about Joe Burrow all week? Like, is this uh, gonna be?
0: <laughs> I think it would be so funny because the NFL has been all about the return to LA and LA this and LA that and fight for LA and so and NFL Network, and it's a billion-dollar stadium, and blah, blah, blah. It's been all about this. It would be so funny if the Super Bowl that happened there, the Rams got to, and then lost, not just lost, but lost to like the the most polar opposite sort of culture city, like this Midwest, not even Midwest, but ju- you know what I mean? Like just this, you know, hard nose, well, like, the, you know, Cincinnati skyline, like skyline chili versus fish tacos. Like it's the most opposite <laughs> sort of thing you can get.
2: That storyline that I just said, though, that's what I mean by like the city's kind of fitting with the build of the teams, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's very cool. And I, 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 uh, I don't know. I find that to be very interesting. And I, I do think, and I've been joking around the whole time about being anti Bengal, but I do think they're going to be prevailing like for the rest of the NFL cities that are in Denver and Detroit, especially to me, I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for Cincinnati. I mean, I don't know where Kansas city will fall on that, but I, I just think a lot of people want to see the Bengals somehow in a, in a miracle fashion, pull this thing off.
0: I think the biggest domino effect happens across the NFL if the Rams win, because you know whose future is completely different if the Rams win as, as one example, Derek Carr, because if the Rams win, it's proof of concept. It's we can trade for this dude. Let's go do it. We can do it right now. We don't, you know, we don't have to wait, whatever, versus if they lose. Like we talked about the narrative flips completely. It's like, man, you know, like, look at that. The Rams traded for same him thing.
2: not enough. You know, keeping in the AFC West, same thing in Denver with those two quarterbacks, um, you know, Bridgewater and and, and Locke, they f- Denver feels like they have everything in, in place except for the quarterback. And, you know, I don't think, you know, they're looking at those two guys and, and leaning in. I think they want to go out and get somebody. And I think those two teams and they're in the same division, they shared a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers. I, I think, you know. With with what they can accomplish by getting a quarterback in, I just wonder what these quarterbacks look like in the AFC West. It might be pretty competitive. I mean, that's an exciting part, you know, selfishly that I'm excited because I like to watch these good games. So, so I already have Mahomes and Herbert, and then you you know, who knows if you're talking about Wilson and Rogers and all the scenarios that could play out there. We do have a question from the
0: official Joe Burrow hotline, Uh, Pete Sweeney. Ty Pizer, hope I'm this correctly, says, can the Rams win by rushing four and five all game playing one high double-teaming chase over the top and putting Ramsey on the number two receiver? Um, I don't see why not, although, I mean, you can sack Joe Burrow nine times and lose, right? Like, like that's, you know, that that to me is
2: the most impressive part about Burrow is the dude really doesn't get faced. I can't say I can't even say that about Patrick anymore cuz he clearly did in mm. um mm. AFC title game oh, Give me a jo- burrow <laughs> Shut up. It up Shut up um but sorry to tell you shut up I yeah, I take that back You're but not sorry. Wh- don't take it what- back let, it, what, let, uh, let
0: Let the scars, you know, truly, truly heal.
2: To be sacked nine times and then to con- just continue to get up and, and dust yourself off and pull that off and, and win and then to be down 21-3 to the, the Chiefs the next week, the team that was supposed to go, and to just be cool, calm, and collected and to keep playing your game. I, I'm very impressed with that aspect of Barrow, probably the most of anything. It's just, you that, know, up, that's, up, think, up 10 points, down 18, same guy. Um, I think, and, and
0: that's like to answer the question. I think they you know the, the rams can win. i think that is the formula but I, it's not a foolproof formula obviously. right it's, it's not it's full- like, <laughs> like you know like the rams, the rams have the
2: better team to me I and mean, that's why they're favored right they it, it's just going to be can they stick to the script and the, it might but, be exactly that question
0: the Bengals have this like balance and blend of swagger from burrow but also this like you know which is the cinderella thing that's like we're not supposed to be here like they're very forest gumpish you know what i mean like you know like they, they yeah. do like because you're, you're over here, like, oh man, like, you know, we were robbed of this, like, Chiefs, Rams, you know, Super Bowl. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, we the were. Bengals, the Bengals are like, sorry, we ruined your Panther party. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, you know, it, you you had this great. I mean, and, and, and Chiefs, here we got, Rams, it. we ruined it. Sorry.
2: Ram, Rams, Bengals. Who thought we were going to get that? Life is truly like a, a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get.
0: What's your favorite chocolate candy of all? Oh, by the way, actually, before you answer, Pete, um, our producer Rachelle, how did she eat her Kit Kats? Because remember, it was like criminal oh, was, um,
2: She eat it, ate around the wafer, and then ate the wafer a second somehow. Which yeah, that, that makes was no r- sense to me. Ridiculous. Um, she, you want to? Should we invite her in to explain herself?
0: Ra- Rachelle, do you want to explain how you eat your Kit Kats? Maybe we, we don't want to butcher it for you as this we you okay. know,
1: discuss.
2: <laughs> All right, here we so go. There's
1: a method behind the madness. Okay. I this is white chocolate Kit Kats only. I only do white chocolate. I don't like milk chocolate. I
2: I didn't even um, know that those existed. Gross. I mean, yeah, it
0: doesn't taste. It tastes like paste. It doesn't taste. No, like it's like oh, it's like ice. It
1: tastes really good, but I like the white chocolate, so I do eat like the white chocolate first, and then I separate the little wafers. The wafers are so good by themselves without the chocolate, like over. and buy wafers. Like why? Like why are you buying <laughs> oh, the? Oh
2: no. about to come in here and say that she likes the cookie part of the Oreo better than the cream too, which which would also be criminal.
0: Actually, that oh. I agree with the the cookie. Oh two my of them. Like God. The, if they sold just the cookies, I'd be down for that. I don't even the cream
2: working working with two insane people and there you go
0: yeah i mean i would dip the cookie part in the like that's the the part of it that like softens and gets good is the cookie not the cream the cream is gross
2: oh, oh come on <laughs> what what are we even doing here like what what type what type of shit but we're just on on for the record would
0: this? you eat the burrow the omelet no sorry wow thank
2: you <laughs> <laughs> she wants she wants the mahomes and i don't blame her Right. Uh, I mean, it's what you're used to.
0: The, the Mahomes, one egg, uh, sunny side <laughs> up in 10 ounces <laughs> of ketchup. Um, OK, shut up. <laughs> but, um, OK, Pete, any anything else that we missed? You know, anything anything else that you just have to get off your chest? This is the last time that you and I are speaking before the Super Bowl. So, I mean, <laughs> speak now or forever. Hold your peace.
2: I just you know, I I, I feel I feel bad because I, I, I really thought that we don't, were don't on pass. a run. In the middle of the year to get Chiefs, Cowboys, I felt like a, we were on the right path. And uh man, the NFL Perfect. really fell so off. So that
0: everybody knows, I did not bring up the Cowboys. It was Pete. Pete.
2: How about Dude. them Cowboys? Hey, uh, I'm I'm glad that they have the coordinators back, uh, McCarthy. It really seems like the right guy for the gig. I'm hoping right, that, look, that there will uh, be according to up our next friends year.
0: at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Los Angeles Rams are four and a half point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. That is as of Monday, February 7th, 2022. Pete Tweeney, um, again, you know, we'll have roundtables and lots of things happening across the week here on the Espanation NFL show, which I've plugged a thousand times by now. But uh, four and a half points for L.A. Where do you go? Where, where do you lean today?
2: So... I hate talking about this. This is really, I. We've done a this lot of shows Everest. together. We've done a lot of shows together. I always bring the positive energy. I, I, this is what? just I. I I feel like this Bengals team is really impacting me in a negative way. I've picked against them every week of the playoffs. I picked the Raiders to win. I pick and and the whist, and who knows what, what happens in this, in this world without that whistle, um, which I still think about to this day. I picked the Titans against them. Of course, I picked the Chiefs against them. And every time I've now been wrong. And now I, I, I enter this game of, of you know, with the championship on the line. And I, I like the other team. I'm not even like going out on a limb to say that I like the Rams to win this game by a touchdown. But I have this inner dread. That if I keep I keep picking against the Bengals, they're just going to win the whole thing. And so well, I and I,
0: then if the Bengals win the whole thing, Joe Burrow, like Patrick Mahomes, has a Super Bowl in his second season and right. dethroned Patrick Mahomes on his way. So I like, like the there's Rams. A king, there's a new king in the north.
2: I don't know if that's true, but I I, I tend to like the Rams uh, in this game. I, wa- I do want to see Stafford get it done. We have a lot of time. For Joe Burrow, I don't know how many more opportunities Matt Stafford's gonna have to get one done. So,
0: uh, first of all, Conan, our Irish friend on YouTube, says white kick cats are the best, but who eats them like that? Crazy behavior, it is crazy Irish. behavior, Spe- spells behavior with the ou at the very end. Like, I like I, that. Does, does Wordle adjust for, um, you know, well, it's a, U-
2: like it's a UK game, so I'm sure I think I've never was, seen it, you know, it was based in the UK,
0: corporate an ou like that. I mean, but you know, whatever. Um, i like
2: when there's an added u like to things like flavor too it just it makes the word seem uh, just a lot more stylish Mm. so i I tend to lean in on that
0: yeah pete twini is a fan of calligraphy so everybody knows come up of the week
2: let's give it to the i'm gonna just give it to the the letter u i mean that's it just changes the word word up in a good way yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm not giving it to joe burrow or the or the omelet
1: Um, I very famously,
0: uh, perhaps infamously, tweeted out all four of my divisional round picks. I picked the Titans. I picked Mm -hmm. the Packers. um, (laughs) I picked um, the, uh, goodness gracious, the Bills and the Buccaneers. I picked all four losers. Um, So shout out to me. So then, check check me out, Pete. When it came down to the title games, I specifically and purposefully picked the Niners and the Chiefs because this was the matchup I wanted to see I wanted to see Rams bangle so you know <laughs> shout it to me but I have I have I've spoken it and you know what happened Rachelle talked about the the Kit Kat thing again which undoes the curse like it you know because right. it, I was cursed from the last time she, she spoke about it and so um, well I think
2: I'm, I I'm I, I'm comfortable enough to say and, and understand enough to say that like I really understand why the rest of the league leagues fans really didn't want to see chiefs 49ers again and so there is a part of me that the rest of the fans in the league are happy that's, i really um because I, i'm I, selfless I, in that sense my level I, you of know, care
0: on the statement you just said one to ten is like a zero because i was in the okay. point of making my point um so i'm <laughs> I, now okay. i'm sorry lots of apologies okay. happening here today it's a really cathartic episode i'm sorry that uh, the
2: world had to hear how racial eats her kid cats that's what i'm sorry about right <laughs> right
0: i am picking the Bengals. I'm doing it. Let's just do it. Let's party! And for what it's worth, for what it's worth, last year when all of the SB Nation experts picked the winners of Super Bowl 55, oh, here we go. I picked the Buccaneers. Uh, it was actually only me and BLG who correctly uh, picked them, but he did it um, to put the reverse jinx. Uh,
2: for all all the, all the love that I give to BLG and my Eagles, that was a kind of a slap in the face that I, I haven't forgotten about. Yeah, so it's just something I remember.
0: Clearly, so. you did forget about it because you literally picked the Eagles several times this past season. So
2: E-A-G-L-E-S uh, Eagles. Um, happy, they, happy they made the postseason. Our wow. our birds. Me and me and BLG's birds. Um, we'll see what happens before, next year. Team Sirianni. Later,
0: what is yeah. one thing, because you're not going to be working it. Sorry to rub it in. Uh, but what Here is we go one again. thing you are going to eat on Super Bowl Oh, Sunday? OK. It can be homemade. I was just talking to Bob someone about this last d-
2: night. Is there anything better than when you have white crispy p-
0: with all the chocolate peeled
2: off? Crispy potato chips and you make the sour cream and onion dip from scratch. You now you go and get the French onion soup. You put the sour cream in in a bowl, stir that up, and then you gotta like let it sit overnight, and make sure it kind of soups itself up. I mean, you can eat you can eat that for like an hour and and not get tired of it and and probably gain five pounds. But uh, that's something that I'll be, you know, taking part in. It'll be interesting to actually, you know, be able to have an adult beverage during the Super Bowl, which hasn't happened in two years. Um, what are you going to have?
0: I mean, you know, let, let us let us into your world. I mean, what, what is it here?
2: I, I think I'm like, you know, I think I'm really going to lean into the L.A. So some kind of Los Angeles like a mojito lager. Talking yeah. About? I mean, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find some kind of Los Angeles beer. We we we, as in me, myself, I'm not rooting for Cincinnati. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way. So,
0: um. That's the other thing, like prepare for a lot of like a lot of like skyline chili buzzfeed articles this week. You know what I mean? Like this is the ideal skyline chili for your Super Bowl party on Sunday. Or your pasta I've before.
2: Party. I got stuck in Cincinnati one one um I was coming back from New York to go to Kansas City and that's the,
0: there was, that's the origins of a great rom com right there. I was yeah, stuck I, in Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, stuck in Cincinnati. So I that's, there was a huge snowstorm. That's the real Cincinnati, by the way. Okay. I there was a huge <laughs> snowstorm. And they're like, well, you have a decent chance of maybe being able to fly from Cincinnati. They like changed me at the last second. And I'm like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. Like Maybe I can get the earlier flight, get out of Cincinnati, and and get to Kansas City. And I ended up spending three days in Cincinnati because the snowstorm was so bad. And I couldn't get back to New York. So I had a nice time. I went to Skyline, Chile. It was the football season. I ended up watching Monday Night Football out in Cincinnati. Great little city. I, I do enjoy it. But I just... While everyone has Bengal fever. It's just tough for me to lean in there.
0: Um, you did not ask me what I would be eating, um, on Super Bowl Sunday.
2: Well, what uh, what do you what will you be eating?
0: Brisket sliders. I'm very Ugh. excited about this.
2: That's, well, we know about my, that.
0: My problem with your thing is there's no meat in there. It's like oh sour cream.
2: <laughs> well, I, you you didn't really specify. I didn't know we were talking about like the main dish. Uh, we do know that that you know, Kansas City barbecue is superior to Texas barbecue. So I'm just curious what what, what those sliders are gonna look like. Do,
0: I mean. You still haven't said anything. Rachelle, what are you eating on Super Bowl Sunday? I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Although I kind of did. That was literally the exact point of the question.
1: Uh, probably pizza. Pizza to go to and wings. Pizza and wings. What kind wings. of
0: toppings and what kind of uh, – drums or flats? Because I know I you think- asked Devontae Smith. Or was it Jalen Hurts that you asked that it too? Was
1: it was Hurts. It was Hurts. So you
0: what kind of me. toppings on the pizza and drums or flats for you?
1: I can do like the Supreme. Is that what it's called? That's too much. Those, nah, those not. are pretty good. Yeah. A, regular a, lot veg- <laughs> a lot of
2: vegetables. Pepperoni. Like, you you eat,
1: like
0: black olives on
1: your I don't do the black olives. I pick them all.
0: Okay. Okay. Still, every- you get the, you have the residual taste. Like the juice is in there. Uh, gross.
1: Yeah, it's still good. Mm. And okay. I like the drumsticks. I'm a drumsticks girl.
0: Ranch or blue good cheese? for you.
1: Ranch only. Okay. You saved this. Respect.
0: <laughs> you landed that plane. A lot of turbulence, but you did it. Good for you, Rachel. I like
2: blue cheese. That's, always been a blue cheese man that's
0: why we're the we're the the two better thirds Rachel, right there <laughs> just that right there um wow uh super bowl coverage all week long here on the SB Nation nfl show make sure to stay we're kicking sure. it twitter, off twitter yep. facebook youtube subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify the party this was the opening act i mean like and to be clear this was like the opposite of a concert where the opening act here is actually the best act you know what i'm saying um right. we're the headliner sure. you know what i mean uh so uh yeah
2: it's open funny. up the shop bring it home you know what i mean
0: Mm, thrift shop macklemore where is macklemore he was actually at the um he did a super bowl performance
2: he did a a super bowl performance at one point didn't he am i I misremembering
0: um i think you are are you excited for this week's halftime show
2: of course yeah what's the greatest
0: super bowl halftime show as we walk off here
2: that might be um the highlight What's uh, the
0: greatest halftime show? That's the question. Answer the question, Pete.
2: Do you know um, the Justin Timberlake moment um, is the most rewind, was like the most rewind TiVo moment in television um, history? No, Pete 20, history. I did
0: not know that super gigantic piece of pop culture trivia. No, I did not know that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that one came to mind. That wasn't even a great halftime show, but it's certainly a memorable The
0: best moment. halftime show since Pete didn't answer is Bruno Mars, at Super Bowl 48. In, in your hometown, Pete Sweeney, Queens Boulevard, New York City.
2: You enjoyed that one. I I I always think about like the mirrors of that performance. I thought like mirrors was a that, Justin Timberlake song, so not that. Yeah, but no, I I I just I always think of Bruno Mars. You know, running through. Like, there's a gif out there too. It's kind of been memed. Um, that that does so you say stick GIF. out again? But as it turns out, I do have to say, I mean, I, I appreciate you, RJ, and I like you just the way you are. So uh, keep that mm. all right, let's as we move on here.
0: Let's leave on that note. Peace, love, and white chocolate Kit Kats to all. Enjoy Super Bowl coverage I'll be long on the SB Nation NFL show. Let's
2: go Rams.